to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips. Getting you... Yes, you. ...in the game. Got very excited about our trip coming up this week. Had a chat with Ben Mortimer. So get on touchdowntrips.com and get involved. Don't start. Coming up on the show tonight, we're going to be previewing the AFC East and we're joined by Bournemouth and Bosnia goalkeeper Azmir Begovic, massive Patriots fan. This is the Gridiron Show. Hello and welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips getting you. Yes, you. In that their game. In the game. In the game. Getting you in the game. In the game. Yes, you. Yes, you. <laughs> uh, coming up on today's show, we're going to be... On the show. Talking... Uh, yes, the show. <laughs> we're going to be talking about... We're going to do the news and we're going to talk, obviously, about Seahawks Raiders being moved to Wembley. We'll get into that in just a moment's time. We're also going to be talking about all the latest news from around to NFL... We'll get into uh, the AFC East today. We're going to do. We are going to do the AFC West as promised on our second show this week because I'm biggering off to Japan on Wednesday. We're going to pre-record that show tonight, and I'm super jealous about that. By the way, hand out to you later this week. Of course you are. I mean, wow! You love sticky Japanese wings, as oh we established while we were in Murica. They are the absolute best. The food is going to be sublime. Do you like sushi? Love sushi. Oh wow! Wife, not a big sushi fan. But she does love, um, like, dim sum, like gyoza and stuff oh, like yeah. that, which yeah, you get yeah. nice Japanese versions of. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah we can, we, we'll figure it out. It's all good. It's all good. Where are you going? Tokyo? Uh, going into Tokyo. Yeah. Then getting a train down to Osaka. Oh, you're going on one of those trains. Oh, yeah, we're going on the bullet train. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, we're going uh, We're going on the super fast train down to Osaka. Yeah. And then we're going to be going just outside Osaka to uh, an amazing place. Apparently, it's like the oldest uh, city, the, the oldest city centre in uh, Japan, and I've forgotten what it's called. Oh, no, we're going down to... We're going on to Kyoto and then to Osaka. Maybe that's what we're doing. I'm trying to remember. Either way, you're going to have a great time. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. It's going to. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. This is the perfect time. Go away, recharge your batteries, away from work and and life in London and Britain, and then get back ready for the NFL season. My uh, my wife has already left. She's gone to Thailand to meet with her dad, and then they're going to. I a thought you had a spring in your step. Mystery location. Well, it is weird when your wife goes away and you you've got the house to yourself, isn't it? Today, I, I mean, I, I've been on the night shift, so I didn't get up till like lunchtime anyway. Yeah. I had loads of jobs to do to get myself ready for going uh, going to Japan. I had to put a wash on, start my packing, do some tidying and some cleaning, sort all the cat stuff out because I go into the cattery. I had all this this long laundry list of jobs to do. I put a wash in. I fell asleep on the sofa watching the first episode in the new season of Ballers. No comment on the quality of the episode. I was just tired. I, my Madden 19 finally came in the post four days late. So I played that for two hours, remembered I'd left the washing, so I took it out and then had to come to work. Did the wash have that wash smell? Like, like... Oh, it didn't have the stale wash oh, smell. It, that... still had, it still felt nice and fresh. Okay, that's good. Plus, that's, that could be the worst thing about doing washing. When the weather's good. 
and you can dry outside. Oh, it's just glorious. It's the best. Oh. A nice fresh smell in your clothes. Oh, Love life. It. So, oh, yeah, life. I, I became just an absolute instant overnight slob. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, you became one. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You are, I would say, a wife away from being a, a constant 24-hour slob. What's quite funny as well is that because uh, I've put all my like shorts into the wash as well, I've come into work today basically in like a really yes. crappy tracksuit. Sweatpants. <laughs> yeah, a little, like <laughs> honestly, I, I like the least the least professional man in the history of time. But <laughs> do you know what? I'm over it. It's fine. And so you should be. Uh, I, we only do an overnight show, just as long as no management come in early or, you know, the breakfast presenter doesn't bother turning up and I end up getting stuck doing something like that. As long as nothing like that happens, Oh, oh fine. did that happen? I haven't heard that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. We should talk about the big news of the day, Ollie. Well, how are you, first of all, buddy? I'm all right. I've just got over my Loftus Road disappointment. Just got over? It was like three days ago. Oh, I was so upset You've got to get used to watching QPR lose. <laughs> definitely, Under Steve McLaren. Definitely this year. Oh, Ugh. my God. I don't think he'll last. Seven games. Season. And, and then, then seven games. I, riddled me this. No. Uh, hear me now. I predict, Believe you later. I predict that he will be gone by Christmas and Mark Bertram, QPR legend. I like Mark Bertram. Will be brought in to take over. I don't know how, what kind of coach he is, but he's a lovely man. So fingers crossed. Um, right. So it's official. NFL UK, Tottenham Hotspur, the stadium is not going to be ready for the new season. The test events are not going to be able to go ahead as originally planned. And therefore, the Raiders-Seahawks game is being moved to Wembley Stadium. Combined with the fact that Ticketmaster are now shutting down secondary ticket websites... Who are all the entitled whingers going to moan about if they don't get a ticket for this game? Because honestly, NFL UK were put in an absolutely horrendous situation with this. We all knew that that was a, a ridiculous timetable for that Spurs stadium to get ready. I genuinely believed, having been down there and seen it three or four months ago, that they could get it ready in time for October 14th. But they don't want to have the first event there as being NFL. You notice how they've cancelled two Premier League games? Yeah. But they've... Not put the NFL. I think it could be ready in time for the NFL event, but the next home game is Man City on October 28th, and that's that's what they want to launch the stadium with. They don't want to launch the game with another sport. And yes, Daniel Levy said all the right things about how the NFL have been really supportive, and Mark Waller, you know, said all the right things as well. But oh, did all the smug irritants come out of the woodwork? Told you so. Oh, it was so boring. all of that. The great. It's not obviously. It's not a good thing from a fan's point of view if you wanted to go and watch a game in that stadium but as you said Willie more people will be able to get tickets for it now more people will be able to watch the game in in I was got really a, excited about watching a game at that new stadium so, so was I but it's not going to happen just move on we're lucky to have three games as it is no other country in the world has any other games apart yeah. from Mexico I just was so excited. people just need to just to chill out yeah We've got three games. Go and enjoy it in Wembley, and then Spurs, the Spurs Stadium will have one, or maybe two next year. What I do like about it is that, uh, and we've talked about the NFC West already, we're talking about the NFC West later this week. What I am enjoying about it is the amount of people that are like, yes, it's finally a chance to see our Seahawks, and now we're going to be able to get tickets for it. What is great about it, and I am going to get some stick for this, but I just don't care. Some of those Seahawks fans, and when I say some, I mean, a large majority are people, <laughs> mean all? Are people who have come to the NFL in the last 
seven or eight years. I love new fans. I'm all for it. But they've picked the Seahawks because they were a great team. They are, some of them, maybe only a tiny percentage of them, those really irritating Seahawks fans on Twitter, etc., who don't remember just how dreadful their team were before the Pete Carroll era. The worst the team in the NFL for years. The NFC West was a disgrace, a real... It, they won it with a losing record one season. That It was an absolute shambles, and there is a risk they're going to end up seeing a really bad yeah. Seahawks team this year. So if you're the sort of person who's been celebrating today that the new Spurs stadium is going to be ready and has been spending weeks and weeks whinging and moaning. I hope you get this back. This is your new Christmas and all of that. You know. I'm bitter. Still, I'm feeling very bitter. The Raiders are most likely going to beat your Seattle Seahawks. I don't, well, the problem is I don't think the Raiders are going to be very good this year. It's amazing. I don't believe in Gruden. How, it's amazing how split people are on Gruden, though. It's amazing. Like, Matt Sherry is still convinced that Gruden is going to be the injection in the arm that they need, and they're going to suddenly be a great team. But I do not buy into the Raiders this season at all. They're weak at linebacker. I think outside of Khalil Mack, they're poor at pass rush, and Khalil Mack is holding out. I think their secondary is not very good. I don't. I think Marshall Lynch is beyond the point where he can be an effective... He's like Adrian Peterson at this point, which is fine if you're a role player, mm. but they're expecting him to be the every down back. I don't particularly like the decisions they've made in the receiving core, getting rid of Crabtree, bringing in Jordy Nelson. And I'm not sure I believe in Derek Carr. So a lot of stuff stacks up there to like a five-win season. By the time the two teams come to London, could they be two teams with losing records? Yeah, 100%. I don't, I don't know what the... the um, the schedule's like, but the way you're describing how bad the Seahawks, the uh, sorry, the um, uh, the Raiders are, and then we spoke about the Seahawks on the last show. Yeah, it, it's two teams that don't have an awful lot going for them at the moment, apart from I know NFL fans get to see Russell Wilson. Yeah, that's obviously exciting, and we all love Russell Wilson. Uh, let's. Uh, Whoa, don't you love Russell Wilson? Why we all it? love Russell Wilson. Why are you saying that like that? Let's move. Why have you on. got your fingers crossed? <laughs> What's going on over there? I've not got my fingers crossed. To be very clear, I've got two fingers lofted firmly in the air and aimed at Ollie. Oh, Willie, don't be like that. They're now crossed, but only as I wave them around Whoa. in Ollie's face. Why, is the, why are you being like this? It's now four fingers. Now two fingers again. Now why four is fingers. Why such a grouch, mouth? <laughs> What what is a grouch mouch? I don't know, it's just grouch and mouch rhymes. <laughs> You've just been really enjoying that phrase recently, and it's yeah. a weird one. Yeah. Should we go across some of the other news that's uh, out and about in the nuffle? Yeah. Uh, Roquan Smith has finally agreed to a rookie contract with the Bears, a four-year deal. A source informed of the situation told uh, Schefter and Rappaport, uh, just finalising the language of the contract. I didn't realise he'd held out until this point, which I'm not a big fan of in uh, rookie players. But I am a huge fan of Roquan Smith and what he does, not just for the Bears in general, but particularly what he does for the Bears in a Vic Fangio system. Mm. I think he is going to be a tackling monster this year and has a very good shot at being uh, defensive rookie of the year. Very quickly, do you believe... In love after love! Now, do you share the belief that a lot of... Uh, people over in the States and some over here, Neil Reynolds being one. I saw one of his gridiron videos earlier this week that the Bears could be sneakily good and also Mitch Trubisky could have a good year because from what I saw from Trubisky last year, I'm not having it, but what do, I'm not I'm not a quarterback whisperer. So. Matt Nagy is uh, good with quarterbacks and I think will be running the offense in a strong part and... 
Mark Heilfrich, who is the guy who's come through from Oregon, formerly, I believe. Uh-huh. So they will install a lot of um, college systems and a lot of the, what do they call them now? RPOs. That's mm. the new name for them. Uh, I, so I think they will set up the offense to work for him. If Alan Robinson can be fit, if Anthony Miller can impress, uh, if Kevin White can suddenly do something, I love Jordan Howard. I really like Tariq Cohen. So that's the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Tariq Cohen is great. And they've got a decent offensive line as well. Go to the other side of the ball. I really like Eddie Goldman. I really like Akeem Hicks. Uh, I really like Danny Trevathan. I really like Leonard Floyd. I really like Prince. Who don't you like? I really like Carl Fuller. Uh, there's, There's... You know, there's four or five players, and then I really like Roquan Smith. So I think they have a chance to be sneakily a good team. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I said this, and we'll get on to the NFC North. I know you don't like to admit the, the Bears even exist, but... Well, I said this... Uh, I think we all said this at the beginning of last season, that um, the NFC North could be really, really good. It could be really, really good again this year. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Let's uh, let's move on in the news. Niners signing Alfred Morris pending a physical. It comes in the wake of wow. uh, Jarek McKinnon undergoing an MRI. Jarek McKinnon, luckily enough, the injury isn't considered serious. And the Niners have had a couple of injury scares over recent days. Uh, Matt Brader, who I was talking about being a big fan of, went out of the game with a knee injury in their preseason win over the Cowboys. George Kittle also went out of the game, but his injury doesn't look particularly severe. So... I think it was something like the 49ers. Solomon Thomas went out with a with a concussion in the first quarter. They had something like five injuries in the first three series and literally put in... They took every starter out of the game immediately. They were like, this is a bloodbath. What's going on? Uh, <laughs> Let's get them out of there, man. Yeah, who else? Uh, we yeah. need a medic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Alfred Morris being brought in. And yeah, Alfred Morris in a uh, in a... Carl Shanahan system could do something interesting. What does that mean? For I'm not a... saying go and get him in your fantasy league or anything, but as part of that rotation there with Matt Brader and with Jarek McKinnon, there's there's potential there. What does that mean for the Cowboys? I thought he was still there. Obviously, he wasn't. He's 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 gone. But uh, let me have a look. <laughs> Rod Smith. I like just talking to yourself. They like Rod Smith. I think he's more of a fullback than anything yeah. else. They brought in a couple of rookies this year. Bo Scarborough. Uh, they've obviously got Jumiz Olawale, who is their big fullback. Yeah. But it's all about they're going to want. It's to all give about the ball. Zeke, isn't it? Zeke Elliott. They want to give him the ball three hundred times this season. So, given Dak's recent uh, proclamations, I'm hoping the Cowboys do really badly. And let's not forget that, uh, of course, they're expecting uh, they're expecting their big money signing Tavon Austin to have twenty to twenty five. Yeah, Tavon Austin. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> um, Have we? Is there any news on, what, on what Des Dak, Watch? What's Dak Prescott said? Oh. Did I miss this? You must have missed this. He said something about... Uh, and Oh, he's basically said that... He's basically lined up with Jerry Jones on the national anthem, hasn't he? Yeah. He's basically said that everyone should stand. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, Dak. Way to win over the locker room. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Dallas is a... Is a kind of a, a white collar state, really, isn't it? Um, or white collar town in a in a white collar state in Texas. So, if you're the quarterback of uh, America's team, PR wise, from that point of view, maybe that's a good thing for him to do. But mm. it doesn't win you many friends around the rest of the league, I doubt. Saquon Barkley got a little injury. 
but lucky enough it was just a mild strain in his leg. That was worthy of an entire about hour of news on uh, on um, NFL Network the other day. Well, it's the Giants. <laughs> That's what it is. Oh, he had that, okay. That first run was unbelievable. Great patience at the line. Broke through. Gained thirty nine yards, I think, on it. Yeah, great. But let's calm down. It's preseason. Alan Robinson's going to play against the uh, against the Broncos preseason week two. Ready to come back. Ready to start. Ready to suit up. Exciting stuff for the Chicago Bears. They believed he was going to be ready for the start of the season. Now it sounds like that's going to happen. More bear watch. Hashtag bear watch. Uh, something very different when you're in San Francisco. Uh, Des Bryant, we've talked about that going to the Browns. We can skip over that, obviously. Um, Sam Darnold draws the majority of first-team reps on Sunday. The Sam Darnold train could be set to leave the station, so prepare to jump aboard. That's how the guy on the NFL Network uh, has, has suggested. Uh, days after an impressive preseason debut where he completed 13 of 18 for 96 yards and a touchdown with an interception, Darnold appears primed to make his move in the pecking order behind Josh McCown and Teddy Bridgewater. The Jets haven't revealed who'll start their second preseason contest against Washington, but Darnold was under centre for the majority of the first team snaps in joint practice. Ooh. I mean... Is we- he going to start the season? Uh, no. I'm not sure who will, but I don't think he will. What do you think? I just don't... I think it's a bit of... It may be too much of a risk, uh, especially the first games of the season where everyone's trying to figure out how they're going to fit together and, and you know, relationships, the, 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 the schemes across the line. I, I, I don't think they'll trust putting in a rookie straight away. Elsewhere, Christian Hackenberg has joined the Eagles. Luckily enough, they don't have many problems with quarterbacks, so there's not much chance of seeing him in action. Do you think he could end up being on every single team in the league? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. But but where did he go? Did he go to San Francisco? No. Oh, man, where did he go? He went from the Giants to... <sighs> well, he started at the Jets. Yeah, yeah. And then he went... Oh, sorry, from the Jets to... The Raiders, he was Raiders, that was it. I knew it was a Bay Area. Yeah, all right. Yeah, sorry about that. Should we talk about the AFC East? Let's talk about it. Should we talk to Azmir Begovic? Yeah, let's do that first. All right. That's a better idea than any idea I would have had. And then we'll go to Azmir Begovic. Lovely. Delighted to be joined on the show now by, uh, it's always good to get a sportsman on from another sport who loves the NFL, because I do find this. The people who play other sports realise that the best sport is American football. Maybe not the best sport, but certainly, you know. I mean, it's right up there. It's right up there. Top two, top three, without a doubt. I mean, you and I play other sports. I mean, I, I play other sports as in eSports. That's as close there as I go. get. That's, and I, I'm a cricketing, cricketing guy and play for my Armenian football team. But we do love American football, as does our next guest, who I also love. You, you're really taking your time to build up to this. Yeah, it's it's a it's a Bournemouth and Bosnia goalkeeper Azmir Begovic. How are you, Azmir? I'm really good. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, before we get on to football, football, nice start to the season, clean sheet. I think it's the first time Bournemouth have won a game to open the season since they got promoted to the Premier League. So uh, a good start. Yeah, absolutely. It was a good good start all around. Um, always nice to start the season off with three points and. You know, it was the first um, first game of the season, first home game, 
And like you said, it was nice to be able to um, to win our first game for for the first time in Premier League history in the club's um, three-year stay now, four seasons. So overall, it was a good weekend and a nice way to start the season. And look, the new Vogue in the NFL, Carl Shanahan, Sean McVay, uh, John Gruden, for ex- uh, not John Gruden, the other Gruden, John Gruden's quite old, um, is, is young up-and-coming head coaches. I think they've all looked at Eddie Howe and gone... That's the model. That's what we want from our business. Yeah. Uh, because uh, he's done a stu- an absolutely stunning job there at Bournemouth. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I'm glad we can inspire some of these NFL franchises to take uh, <laughs> to take our lead. But <laughs> I'm not all joking, joking aside, obviously. He's been a great manager to play for. Um, someone who's really established himself in the game with uh, with a really positive presence. So I think he can, uh, he can go a long way in this game and uh, someone I really enjoy playing for. Asmir, what did you make of... Um, uh, what did you make of Gareth Southgate this summer and the way that he used almost the NFL-style media relations in uh, bringing in the, the, the press to that, that open day at St. George's Park where um, all the players spoke? And we see this a lot at the Super Bowl. He came over Gareth Southgate to the last Super Bowl where we were as well, spoke to the station. And it, What did you make of that? And do you think that could be the way forward for... Uh, our football soccer clubs over in the UK? No, I I thought it was great, to be honest. I think um, throughout the whole summer and I think his whole reign as England manager, he's been really, really positive, open-minded to new ideas and new ways. And, you know, I think he's he's handled himself really, really well. Um, And that showed on the the pitch, you know. I think that showed the results the team was able to achieve and uh, how far they went in the World Cup. So I think overall, he's he's been really great, really refreshing for everyone in, in English football. And, um, Long may continue. Now, Asmi, you're a massive New England Patriots fan. It's a surprise we've even let you on the show, considering that's that right. fact. But well, it's, <laughs> I'd rather Asmi than Matt Sherry. That's so fair. That's, that's fair. the main thing. That's <laughs> you, why you've made a great point there. Uh, why, why New England? Why the Patriots? Well, it's funny you ask that. It's a long story, uh, so I'll give you the short version. It's basically uh, we, we've got all day, Asmi. We can we can get the long <laughs> version if you want to bring it to us. Yeah, but Asmi might not have all day. <laughs> there is that point. There <laughs> yeah. is that. Um, when I was, you know, my teenage years, I was getting, I grew up in Canada and I started getting into the NFL, started getting into American football and, um, there pops this guy, comes out of nowhere, says Tom Brady. And, um, I think just the interest around Tom Brady winning his first Super Bowl, that really got me hooked into the NFL. And, um, ever since then I was, I was a New England Patriots fan and, uh, I've stuck with him for many, many years now, basically through throughout all of Tom Brady's NFL career. So um, I've been a New England Patriots fan ever since and um, we'll, be going in, we'll be going forward as well. So what you're saying is through thick and thin, through the hard times <laughs> of the, Tom, the early Tom Brady years, you stuck by them. Once you pick, you pick. Am I right? Well, listen, I know how this looks, guys. I know how this looks. Glory <laughs> Hunter, but, you know, it's one of those things I'm sure um, I'll enjoy it. You know, the good times now and um, hope we can stay up, you know, stay on top for many years to come, but we'll see what happens. Well, I think that's the big question going into this season for the Patriots, isn't it? Because we had, this summer, we've had Tom Brady skipping the OTAs, Josh McDaniels nearly leaving for the Colts, uh, Rob Gronkowski was talking about retirement. It seems like a lot of the kind of key cogs at the Patriots seemingly are starting to think about where their future might lie. And, and the question is starting to come about... Just how long can this success continue? Because 
even though you know that speaking to Bill Belichick, speaking to Tom Brady, speaking to anyone around that organisation, they eat, sleep, breathe, bleed football, you do feel like that it is starting to get to a, a turning point for the Patriots. And at some point, it's got to all fall apart, surely. Well, I think this certain generation, let's call them, um, you know, they'll finish at some point, and that's for sure. There, there is, um, there's no such thing as forever. Um, obviously, it's down to the franchise and the organization and the Kraft family and everyone else to try and keep things taken over and, and make sure that it's continuing in a successful way going forward, even after the likes of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and Gronkowski and and, and all those names that you mentioned. So that's, uh, I think that's a bridge that we'll we'll, we'll cross when when they get there. Uh, for the moment, for this moment in time, I think it's amazing to have you know the best player of all time and arguably the best ever head coach as well on on the New England Patriots. And um, hopefully that breeds another successful season ahead. Um, we'll enjoy it. Hopefully we get to another Super Bowl and um, and take things from there. I, I desperately, desperately want to know what happened at the Super Bowl with Malcolm Butler because there has been so much come out. Uh, about since he's been at the Titans he doesn't want to talk about it he says that it's all out there he, he doesn't want to kind of cover it anymore but he's absolutely looking gangbusters in, in pre-season there and I think he's up there as one of the best corners in the league and it's probably if you look at the current Patriots roster one of their rare points of weakness as it currently stands I just kind of I start to wonder whether that's my other feeling on it is those kind of coaching decisions, which we maybe never would have questioned in Melichek in the past. People are starting to just pick apart at them a little bit. Yeah. Well, that, that comes with being the New England Patriots. Everything just gets absolutely micromanaged and dissected and overanalyzed. And it's the talk of the NFL and the talk of the sporting world. And at the end of the day, every head coach is going to make decisions that they, that they have their own reasons for. And, um, I think over the years, Belichick has gotten most of them right. Now, maybe this one, unfortunately, didn't turn out great for everyone involved. Um, but he had his reasons for making decisions, and you have to respect that. That's just the way it is. That's what he's paid to do. Um, he's had in this introductory press conference this year. Um, he's paid to do what's best for the New Patriots and what he thinks is best. And that's the way we have to accept things are and respect his decisions. I mean, obviously, Tom Brady is the, is is the man, but alongside him and what uh, Bill Belichick particularly used last year with the likes of Dion Lewis et al was this rotating cast of running backs now Rex Burkhead he had his injury issues at the end of last year they brought in Jeremy Hill from Cincinnati James Devlin's come in from San Francisco and Sonny Michelle the the second round draft pick how do you expect that to turn out do you think that it will be more of a, a rotating cast more of of, of, of sharing the load or as the depth depth chart says Rex Burkett and James White will be the guys that will carry the load well listen I think um, the Patriots do whatever it takes to win the game and I think um, they'd like to exploit the main weakness on the other team if that means running the ball for the majority of the game then that's what they'll do um, I think in general that's what, that's, that's what always pleases me about the, the Patriots offense as great as Tom Brady is you know they try and have a well-balanced attack, and this this group of running backs um, is as is as strong as it, I can remember it. Um, obviously, led by you know the exciting rookie Sonny Michel. Um, I think he's going to be a star, and I think he can really carry a, a big load and take some pressure off Tom Brady and and those guys. So I think uh, from that point of view, I think it's great to have. I think it's great to have those options. Um, yeah, I think it's great to have that have that strength and depth. So from, I think from the Patriots' point of view, um, it's great to have those guys. Um, at the same time, I think our receiving core 
is very strong. We obviously have the best quarterback in the game, so I think the uh, the Patriots offense is looking as strong as ever. Is there anyone in the AFC East you actually fear, Asmir? Well, no, guys. I mean, I think... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good like, answer. That's so Patriots, isn't it? I, um, I would think we have to be realistic. As, uh, there would, you know, this is a division that's for the Patriots to lose. Um, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, there's a bit of noise coming out of Buffalo and out of New York with with their rookie quarterbacks, um, some you know, as the next few years come along, I think they'll be they'll be stronger. Um, Miami is known to be a dysfunctional franchise, so I don't think there's too much that's going to stand in the way of the Patriots there. So I think from a division point point of view, um, it'll be once again the Patriots to lose. Now, the question remains is how, what the record will be for the Patriots? Can they get that first round bye that they like? Can they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs? Those are the big questions that. There's always a huge deciding factor in whether the Patriots can go really, really far in the playoffs. I just, my kind of feeling on it is, I, and I th- I'm with you, I think right now the, the Jets are back in rebuilding mode again, although I do like their head coach. I think they have a chance of being a half-decent team this year. Quietly, the defensive side of the ball in New York is really, really strong. Buffalo are in real rebuilding mode again. And I, honestly, I can't figure out what the Miami Dolphins are doing. I just, they have cut almost any talented player from that team and seemingly brought in a less talented but cheaper version of them. Now, you do that when maybe you've got an expensive top-end quarterback to pay or something like that, but they really don't have any reason for be, to be kind of cutting bait and, and changing things up so much in Miami. So I, I do think it's it's frustrating to be thinking about this in August, but realistically, Patriots fans should probably be going right. Who else in the AFC? Is it the Steelers? Is it maybe the Jags with that defense? Is it who else is going to give us troubles when we get to the playoffs? Because honestly, if they don't win their division, I think it'd be the shock of the year. No, I, I think guys, that, that, that's right. I think the division has to has to be a lock for the Patriots. I think it's it's the bigger picture there. They're the Super Bowl or bust type season once again for the Patriots, and that's the sort of high standards they've set. That's that's the expectations around New England. Um, that's just the way it is, and I think. I think it must be frustrating for a Dolphins fan because I don't think you're going one way or the other. Um, I think for the Jets and the Bills, you can sort of see what the, what the front office and the organization are trying to do. Uh, get a couple of young quarterbacks. There's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. You can see what they're, what they're trying to build. I think for the Dolphins, they're not here nor there. So I think it's a very difficult position to find themselves in. But in, ter- in terms of the AFC guys, and I don't, don't know what you think, um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers look incredibly strong. Um, that's one one heck of an offense. Mm. I mean, the firepower they have with likes of Antonio Brown, Juju, um, Schuster, obviously Ben, Big Ben at the helm, El Bell running back. They have a bit of everything there. Um, the one team that I think can really, um, and this is sort of a, maybe a wild card, is the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Patrick Mahomes, is he going to be, yeah. is he going to be something special? Um that his first year where he's learned a lot I think he's going to be one who's going to take a lot of risks but they've moved on from Alex Smith I mean is he going to be something that they've, they've been missing over the years um, Tyreek Hill um, all those boys over there uh, Travis Kelsey Sammy Watkins now that, that's um, that's a really really fire, you know powerful uh, powerful team and I think they could they could really make a run for the for the AFC the Jags I'm, as good as their defense is you know I, I'm still a They've lost. They've lost um, one of the main wide receivers, I believe, to the Chicago Bears, if I remember correctly. Alan Robinson, Robinson, yeah, yeah. Um, the Colts, Andrew Luck is back. 
Um, JJ Watts back for the Texans. They've added uh, obviously the Honey Badger. So I'm not so sure that it's so easy for the Jags, you know, to to, to win to win that division. That's going to be more competitive this year. Ask me the one team to really look out for is the Chiefs. I don't know what you guys think about the AFC, but that's the way I see it. Well, the amazing thing about the New England schedule is that the Patriots play every single one of those AFC teams that you mentioned, as they have uh, the AFC South and uh, the NFC North on the on the other side of the of uh, of the conference, but. I, you're absolutely absolutely right. Houston's defense is absolutely stacked, and they've got Deshaun Watson coming back. I love I love the Jags at the moment. That defense again. You don't, your first two games are at home to the Texans, and then you have to go away to the Jags. Conceivably, you know conceivably what? they could be zero two. I'd not look. I'd not looked at their schedule this year. It's and an amazing schedule, and obviously the way that it is set up with the you play the first team in every division as well as the relative divisions. It's set up to be tough, but. I quite like the Bears this year. I think the Lions look like a much better team this year. And I really, obviously, Matt Patricia knows the uh, knows the Pats inside yeah. out. You mentioned the Chiefs, the Jags. There's actually, yeah, I, I think, do you know what? The Patriots, while the division should be a lot considering, they've also got the Vikings as well, the Steelers. Whoa, 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 you're missing one. The Packers. Yeah, Packers. Of course. Uh, Ollie November is a the, Packers fan. November just... the 4th, it's the day after you guys play Manchester United. So you will be free to watch it. <laughs> uh, I, I've I've worked that out for you already. Uh, you're welcome, Asmir. So I think no, guys. Thank you. And and I think generally the Patriots are you know by the time they fit all the the pieces into the team, they're, they're generally slow slower starters. You know, last year we were two and two, and then started to get going. So uh, that could be again the case this year, especially with the schedule. With those teams you mentioned right at the beginning, but all the big games are at home. I think the only other as the season goes on, big game on the road is is against the Steelers. So. You know, I'm looking at the Patriots' schedule. I'm looking at another 12 and four. I'm looking at 13 and three. I just, I just don't see them slipping to where people think they're they're a team that wins less than 10 games or something like that. You know, so I don't, I just don't see it. If that remains, obviously, if everyone is healthy, Edelman comes back after his suspension, I just don't see anything less than less than 12 wins once again. And I think that could be hopefully enough to secure uh, home field advantage. Yeah, that is absolutely huge for them. I think if they've got to go to Pittsburgh or go to Jacksonville or go, that could be a big difference for them. But um, are you you mentioned a lot of the skill players. I, I love that you mentioned Pat Mahomes. We had Pat on the uh, on the podcast about three or four weeks ago, and there's one thing that man does not lack: it is confidence. He knows yeah. that he has got the ability, and I'm really excited to see what he can put together. Are you um are you a fantasy football guy, Asmir? I'm a fantasy football guy, so I'll have my draft in the next uh, next couple of weeks. Um, bad luck with injuries the last couple of years as you can imagine uh, so I blame it on that for my lackluster performance <laughs> uh, but I'll be um, I'll be getting involved I mean I don't know we'll see what my first pick um, brings you know but likes of Todd Gurley spring to mind those uh, those sort of players will be um, yeah. I, I seem to think good picks in, in the first round what about I, you guys? You got your own league going on? Oh, it's stupid. I, I actually, I've managed to. I've done a cull this year. So I, I'm currently in four leagues. I was in eight last season. And I've just gone through and just cut a load of them away. But I, the, the problem is at this time of year, because we've got a couple of them are dynasty leagues. So ones where you like retain your players and you draft rookies and stuff like that. I, the problem is at this time of year, all I want to be doing is is doing fantasy drafts and getting involved and doing mock drafts stuff. that's how I get excited for the season so now I'm like oh I might go and try and find some more leagues to try and join so uh, yeah we might start a TalkSport one I think that might need to be done I think Asmir's in on that yeah. 
we'll yeah, get, we'll get Asmir in. Invite, guys. Yeah, listen, if you're, if you're doing something in invite, for sure, I'll, I'll, I'll join you guys. There Asmir, we go. Are you, um, you, you going to make it out to any of the uh, London games? Of course, I, earlier on today, um, the, 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 the Spurs stadium is not ready, so Raiders Seahawks is going to be most likely at, at Wembley Stadium. Will you be able to get at least to one of those three games? Yeah, yeah, I heard those news, um, well, that news today. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, both the games. I'm hoping to get to the Eagles game for sure. Um, I'm hoping to see the Eagles. Um, I think I'll be around for that game. I think the second game might be during international break. I haven't looked that far ahead yet, but um, I'm definitely going to try and get to the Eagles game. I, I definitely try to get at least one of the two games every year. I absolutely love them, um, and I hope they continue for many years to come. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see, obviously, the defending Super Bowl champs in, in town as well so that doesn't get much better than that and look you also have your uh, your season of sports podcast that you do as well which I have to say uh, I'm, I'm a fan of I don't know if I'm a big fan of you having the moose on this week but uh, <laughs> we, I'll try and get over it he's been begging me to come on uh, the podcast <laughs> that for doesn't time. surprise me <laughs> in any way what a I disgrace <laughs> Uh, but yeah guys no I, I lo- thanks for the shout out uh, my podcast called the season of sports um, get it it's out every couple of weeks so you can get it wherever you get your podcast from iTunes Spotify Audio Boom oh, we're there we're actually gonna do an NFL preview in the next couple of episodes so we'll be getting into NFL I'm just as addicted as you guys and can't wait for the seasons to start so plenty of things to go through and um, yeah give it a listen and we appreciate all the feedback Awesome stuff. Good man. Cheers, Azmir. Really appreciate your time. Azmir Begovic joining us here on The Gridiron Show. Thanks, guys. Azmir Begovic, Bournemouth goalkeeper and lovely man. Absolute delight. Should we talk about our views on the AFC East? Yeah, let's. Oh, it's the Patriots to lose. I think we're done. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of excited about the Patriots defence this year. It's funny that the Patriots have, like, we thought they might have the best receiving core in football a couple of weeks ago, and that's all fallen apart. But don't see much reason to be concerned about this team. No. No. When you've got Carl Van Noy onto Hightower, it's going to come back. Trey Flowers up front. Adrian Claiborne, who... I'm a big fan of. He's he is so in the Belichick mode as well, isn't he? Yeah. Run stopping defensive end, absolutely what Belichick wants there. I do still think that pass rush is a problem for them, and I do wonder, you know, Eric Rowe, Jonathan Jones. I mean, the state of their second cornerback and third cornerback play in that Super Bowl was all over the shop. I, I do just think we mentioned it to Asmir, but they have got a difficult difficult schedule this year. Well done. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. Um, you know, just those are just a few things that make you go, hmm. I, I obviously think they're going to win the division, and I obviously think they're going to go to the playoffs but because they, gonna... they have to by doing that. I don't know if they're going to even get... I don't know. I don't think they're going to get a bye. I don't think they're going to get more than 10, 11 wins just because they've got a really, really hard schedule. So you're thinking because they'll top the division they'll get the home field advantage they'll beat the one of the playoff the wildcard teams and then have to go somewhere like Pittsburgh or Jacksonville both of which they're going to in the regular season anyway and then end up losing yeah I just wouldn't be surprised to see them only go 11 and 5 this season 10 and 6 might be a little too low but 11 and 5 12 and 4 maybe but 12 and 4 
I don't think guarantees you a buy at this point. I've got them 10 and 6. 10 and 6? 10 and 6. I can see them wow. losing all over the pace. Wow. You could see them losing at home to the Texans, mm. away at the Jags, yeah. at the Lions. I, I could see that. At, I don't think it'll happen, but it could. At the Bears. Yeah. At home to the Chiefs, they could lose. Yeah. They could lose at home to the Packers. Yeah. At home to the Vikes. Yeah. And they tend to lose at least one of their games in division. In, interdivision games. And at Pittsburgh. And at Pittsburgh. That's six. So there's there's seven losable games there. And if they... Yeah. So it, you're predicting they're going to lose six of their seven losable games. Because I think they'll lose four or five of those losable games. I think six. They'll find a way to win a couple of them mm. at least. That's the Bears won. The Bears and the Lions maybe. So it could be five. But I think six, given given that schedule and I, I, I Brady's a year older Gronkowski's a year older but we don't know how fit that he'll be able to stay he is a, a, a key part for them a key piece and if he goes out injured in the first the three or four five or six games then you could you could potentially see them tailing off badly who would you like to cover next let's go to the Dolphins you said they were an absolute basket case uh, yeah, I just don't get it. They are the second favourites in the division. Their over-under on wins this season is set at six and a half, uh, with the, the Patriots just so you know set at eleven. Um, the, the Dolphins have they Ryan Tannehill was eight and five as a starter in two thousand and sixteen. Uh, Adam Gase's first season as head coach looked like he was growing into it, but he's thirteen months removed from an ACL tear. His top target Jarvis Landry was traded away. Uh, I think the running back situation. Other than you quite like Kenyon Drake, I think he showed some explosiveness last year, but it's not getting me too excited. On the defensive side of things, they brought in Robert Quinn and they've got Robert Quinn and Cameron Wake. I mean, Robert Quinn hasn't really done anything for two or three years, but him and Cam Wake, in theory, have the pedigree to be decent, but they are old. Yeah. Xavier Howard I quite like and Rashad Jones I quite like in their backfield. They could have an interesting secondary with Minka Fitzpatrick as well. Well, uh, Simon Clancy has his finger on the pulse when it comes to the Dolphins and all of the the local writers and a a waxing lyrical about Minka Fitzpatrick and the team itself are as well and saying that he's been doing amazing things in practice so I I, I love the look of a, a real player like that he's the kind of guy that the ball follows him rather than being a bull hawk. And there, there are no game winners on their team, though. There's no one who's going to go and grab a close game by the scruff of the neck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Their best receiver was Devontae Parker uh, and on paper, and he's apparently had a dreadful preseason in OTAs and everything else. You forget about Brock Osweiler. <laughs> Brock O'Clock. <laughs> the, worst, the worst player to have played football ever. Um, yeah, you're Oof, right. Nasty. The, the one player that I think is kind of... He's not really going under the radar in Miami because they're touting everyone as the bit and the next big thing. But I love Mike Gusecki out of Penn State. Um, the tight end, he's a pass-catching tight end. Great hands, kind of physical as well. Well, considering their other tight ends are Gavin Escobar, Marquise Gray, AJ Darby, Derby. Thomas Duarte. I mean, they might as well start the two rookies because they picked up Durham Smythe as well in the uh, fourth round. I'm assuming it's Smythe because of the way it's written. Oh, Smith. 
but it's with got an e on the end of the y ah, it feels yeah. very smithy that's what i'm saying it's smithy uh, it? a little bit on the smithy side of things yeah i don't, i'm i'm seriously uninspired by this team um and i think Tannehill might not be a dolphin this time next year well the fact that like obviously they have to go to the afc south and the nfc north that nfc north every single one of those teams and i'm going to include chicago there but i'm i'm not 100% sure but every one of those teams will beat the the dolphins they tend to upset the patriots at least once a season i think once every two seasons maybe <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean i think they'll be doing well if they get seven wins in the season now You've got um, the New York Jets because they are the favourites to finish second to Miami with the Jets just half a game behind them on the over-under. I've got the Jets as my second favourites in this division. They, they Offensively, there's not a lot to like. Sam Darnold, I'm really excited to see what he does and there are elements that the offensive line isn't great. Robbie Anderson has emerged and I like Sorrell Pryor but he hasn't shown anything in the last year or so. Isaiah Crowell is a player I like a lot, but again, hasn't shown consistency. They've got Bilal Powell. They've got Thomas Rules. They've got kind of bits there that if they step up, could be okay. But I really like their young defensive unit. Go on, talk me through it, because they've, for me, it's just a load of names. Well, so first things first. You've got Jamal Adams, Marcus May... Uh, Jenkins, Lee, Williams, Jordan Jenkins, Darren Lee, Leonard Williams, all under 25, all high picks, all really exciting young players. Working with Todd Bowles, really good athleticism. Um, I really, really like the pickup of uh, of Tremaine Johnson. Big upgrade with those two safeties they pick up early last year. Uh, With Demario Davis and and Mohamed Wilkerson stepping away, you would have thought they might struggle. But I like the young linebackers. I like Jordan Jordan Jenkins. I like Darren Lee. Uh, Third year in that system. If Leonard Williams reaches his potential as well, I think that they've got a a sneaky good defence. I know how much you love that phrase. That's all right. I used sneaky good earlier in the podcast. Yeah, I heard you. I I heard you. I hated myself instantly for it. I think they've got a sneaky good defence. They just need to put a little bit together on offence, and I think they could be an okay team this year. Uh, Maybe not quite 500, but a 6-7 win team, and that would be enough for me to put them second in the division. Does it matter with which quarterback they start with? Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Josh McCown. I still think Teddy Bridgewater could end up getting traded away if he, because Josh McCown is the ultimate person for Sam Darnold to learn behind him with. As we talked about earlier, Sam Darnold might take some first team snaps coming this week, but there is no reason to start Sam Darnold this uh, start yeah. the season. I think if I was putting money on it, I'd say McCown starts the season, but Darnold comes in at some point. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd agree with you. They've got a bit of a rough start to the year. Got to go to Detroit, to Jacksonville in the first four weeks. They've got to face, but uh, they've got to face. We don't know what the the Browns are going to do, but they do have the Broncos and the Colts at home back to back, which. I think they're both winnable games. 100% they're winnable games. Again, we don't know what the Bears are going to do, but the Bills are are hit and miss. If they have a good first 10 weeks up until their bye, and they win one, two, three, four. Uh, half Four or of five those. games. Yeah, half yeah. of those. That's that's definitely doable. Then they can really target that second half of the season and think, do you know what? We might be able to sneak in the playoffs here. Now, with the Bills... I, <sighs> I mean, aren't the Bills just the the weirdest franchise in the NFL at the moment? Because you don't really know exactly what they are. 
You know with the Browns that they were rubbish last year and they're trying <laughs> to get better. You know with the with the Dolphins that they're just they're just crazy. They're like they're a crazy team. You know what's going on with the Patriots. You know what you know about the Chiefs. But with the Bills, they're just a bit meh. So I like Tremaine Edmonds, who was a great pick. Yeah. And I think with Starlo Tulele coming in, they've got potential to be really strong up front. And with Leslie Fraser coming in and with Sean McDermott there, suits the system, players that suit the system. Tremaine Edmonds was vital to to play in a Sean McDermott system. Vontae Davis, Mika Hyde, Tredavious White, there's talent in the backfield there. Potential to be an okay defence. Nothing to write home about on the offensive side of the ball. It's, Sean uh, and McCoy aside? They're losing. They've lost three starting offensive linemen from a year ago. Still questions over uh, the allegations of domestic violence from Sean McCoy. Uh, the passing game, I mean, uh, how how quickly do you think Josh Allen is, is put into that team? I mean, it could be anything from week one to week two (laughs) (laughs) seriously because he was he was meant to be the biggest project of all of these quarterbacks and he's the one who's probably going to end up starting first except for maybe baker mayfield although hugh jackson keeps saying that he's going to start tyrod taylor to start the season what about aj mccarron what i mean at least with jimmy garoppolo we saw flashes and everyone was making the right noises from the Patriots end. AJ McCarron stinks of a career backup. Doesn't he? Like, and, and I, I think he has the potential to be a good, steady hand. The sort of person who, if your quarterback goes down for three or four weeks, can come in, get you to two and two if you're a good team, and then come back out for your starting quarterback. Like, that's fine. But is he the guy you want to have come in and have your young, new, exciting quarterback working behind? I don't think so. Probably not. It's not, it's... It's not a great offensive group, even including LaShawn McCoy, who they had a great running game last year, but they've lost, like I said, three of their starting five offensive linemen. I've got them down as the worst team in the FC East this season. I toss up between them and the Dolphins for me. I think there is more on the Dolphins' defense. but it's And the Dolphins have a better quarterback than any of those other quarterbacks in um, Ryan Tannehill. I still love Kelvin Benjamin, and I think one day he may come good. And LeSean McCoy, I know he's a year older, but in the open field, he is one of the most exciting runners and players to watch. I just don't know what they are. I don't know what the Bills are. They could go 8-8. Eight and eight. They could go 3-13. and 13. Just don't know. I don't think they could go 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they go three and thirteen or five and fifteen. So you're saying the ceiling is five wins? <laughs> I mean, maybe six. Look forward to the look forward <laughs> to the season, then Buffalo Bills fans. Oh God! Whoa! Uh, so I have it going: Bills, Dolphins, Jets, Patriots this season. What Bills top? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was uh, obviously going bottom to top there. Yeah, I will go. I will go Patriots. Jets, Bills, Dolphins. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, later this week we're going to have an AFC West podcast. You sure? I think so. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's happy Happy left-handers day, as it is as we're recording this. Are you left-handed? I'm not. No, me either. We did a but pop- Steve Young was left-handed, and he's one of the best. Who else was left-handed? Another big one. Was Vinny Testaverde? 
Mike Vick left-handed? No, Mike Vick was definitely left-handed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're right. That's weird, though, isn't it? That so many... There there are far less left-handers in the NFL than right-handers, quarterback-wise. Matt Leinart. He was was (laughs) left-handed. Yeah. Was Saracen from Friday Night Lights left-handed? Oh, I don't know, actually. Not off the top of my head. Matt Saracen, was he left-handed? Boomer Esiason was left-handed. Ken Stabler was left-handed. See, there are some good ones. There are some good ones in there. Not many, but there are a few. Um, I uh, Speaking of Friday Night Lights, I did get the new Madden game. Oh, yeah. I have only played... So the opening, and I don't know if this is something that is because it registers you as being in the UK when you start the game... But you know it starts off with like an introduction to the game. The introduction to the game was that thing that NFL UK tweeted out last week where it's the um, the Eagles against the Jags at Wembley yeah. and you're playing, you're thrust into that game. Uh, so I played that through and then I just played the first kind of half an hour or so of long shot mode. There were a couple of little bugs in there which I'm sure will get ironed out. But uh, in terms of the actual gameplay, it looks like they've added in a lot of uh, of little nuances to the oh, way really? you play certainly on the defensive side of the ball that seem to make it more simple or simpler no more simple to carry out what you're hoping <laughs> the defense will do and there's a lot more on-screen prompts for things like uh how to adjust your offensive line and stuff like that which uh I need to, if I'm going to get better at Madden, I need to start learning how to do that stuff. Because I look at the defence and I go, oh, heavily loaded on the right side, might be bringing the blitz, but then I don't know how to deal with that. How so I just, it, yeah. I just snap the ball and run the quarterback off, I roll out to the right. Roll out the opposite way. <laughs> go away, run away, run! <laughs> Leave me alone. And then throwing across my body and throwing a horrible Stop interception. Uh, Matt Saracen's right-handed. Uh... There you go. Thanks, there you go. mate. I'm really glad you... But long shot has been fun so far, so that's the main thing. I really want to go home and play it now, but I've got to go do five hours Why of radio. Why didn't you bring it in? Why didn't I bring it in? I mean, that would have been perfect. We could have done a pod whilst playing the game. Yeah, because we would have definitely paid attention to what we were doing. Could have done. Could have done the show. Could have done the show. Playing. I could get home and back in an hour and 49 minutes. I mean, you can. Sammy would be angry. I'm not sure the payoff is is is, is, is <laughs> worth the there. effort. No, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, as always, get in touch with us at Gridiron on Twitter. Excuse you. And if you are planning a trip to the states, like Ollie is, Ollie might be going to the opening game. I need to talk to Ben. I think I need to talk to Ben. Ben Mortimer is your best bet for the best deal you email. can get. So do send Ben an email. Get in touch with him. Touchdown trips. Uh, you have been listening to the Gridiron Show, Ollie. Any final thoughts? Yeah. What were you talking to Ben about that I wasn't involved in again? No, it was just a little email chat about the tour, some bits and pieces. That's oh, great. All. Thanks. Thanks for including. Nothing. Nothing you needed to be included. Well, we saw this happen last time. I luckily turned up to the airport at the right time, and there were other people there. <laughs> without, despite me not knowing anything. So, I mean, if anything, I think that's for the best. Do you know what? That's a great point. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been The Gridiron Show. Hazel Irvin here, and I'm at Mammoth Insurance in Leeds, where Kate has arranged an office chair race to fundraise for sport relief. And these riders have got their kit on. They are rearing to go. And they're off. Taking an early lead and smashing injustice right out of the park, it's Daphne from Accounting, riding the spreadsheet demon chair. Up comes Nina from HR on Beat Me and You're Fired, closely followed by Mark from Marketing on the 9-to-5 chair. 
Even Javid from Health and Safety's at it, weaving his clipboard like crazy. Go easy there, Javid. We don't want any injuries, fella. And from nowhere, it's Jenny on El Chero Loco, rolling right over poverty to cross the line first. And the crowd goes loco. Unbelievable. You can help change the world too. Just get your exclusive Sport Relief merchandise at Janeiro Sainsbury's. Sport Relief. It's game on. This message was brought to you by Acast.